Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. Hey, bud. Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, well, I'm good. Yeah, you you look excited. I am excited. You dressed up for this episode? Oh, I'm, I'm in my tops and tails or whatever they say. Yeah, it's crazy because I've never seen you uh, dress up like this. You got a nice button down on. Yeah, and you're in your monkey suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're both wearing full suits. Yeah. Uh, we dressed up to the nines. Oh, and it- boy. This is our first uh, phone I know, and that's why it's so hilarious that you dressed up like this. Oh. I, th- I thought we were going to be doing a video call. Uh, me? No, no. Oh. <laughs> me, of course. I wear a tux all the time. Yeah, it's true. So do. that's okay. Oh, you, you really, it's wild. But it, I, uh, I've been looking up a scary story here. Oh. Yeah, and, uh, and in honor of our guest that we're about to introduce here, uh-huh. I got uh, an L.A. scary story. Yeah, did, did you want to introduce our guest and we could, we could share it with them, or...? Uh, well, Damien, if, if you want to just cut me down like this. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited about our guest here. We got writer. We got actor. We got uh, podcaster. We got producer. We got Jenna Verney here. Hello, I'm ready to get scared. <laughs> you do all those things? One person? Yeah, that was weird. Oh, yeah, that actually is scary. When you listed all of those things, it made me scared of being overworked. Oh, that's true. You know what? You deserve a vacation. Thanks. Yeah. Well, goodbye. No. I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> I took I was... them at their word, everybody. I left. What was I supposed to do? I mean, that's true. We didn't mean right now, but... Uh, okay. Please do understood, the podcast understood. first. Please. You know what? This is my vacation. Am I right, everybody? Uh, oh, that, that's true. We just high-fived. Yeah, that's right. We are in the lap of luxury in this podcast. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, well, you both look great. Thank you. Is what I would say if I could see you. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. We really tried. Good, 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 good. Uh, but I got a spooky story here from uh, L.A. Here, this is a yeah, a laid haunted, on us. It's a haunted uh, comedy place. The, the comedy store is apparently haunted. Did you hear oh, about this? By the spirits of failed comedians. <laughs> I mean, nope. in that case, it might just be haunted by actual failed comedians. But um, oh, oh, that's uh, true. <laughs> they no, seem. You dead. know what? I have heard that. Yeah, I have heard that it's haunted. But to be honest with you, if if I've been told more than that, I have forgotten because while <laughs> the fact that it's haunted is very that sounds very familiar to me, uh, I could not tell you the story behind it. I wouldn't be able to tell you why people say that. So I'm hoping you know. I think I know why. Before you get in the story, I think oh, it's just uh, bad comics trying to get more people into the club because they're like, oh, the place is haunted. We should check it out. I think that's all it is. Well, that's an interesting idea. So it's a marketing ploy. <laughs> It's a a shitty marketing ploy by bad comics. (laughs) Well, gotcha. (laughs) I I don't know here. It is a a comic that has the story, I guess. It was a comic slash uh, security guard uh, that... uh... (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, okay. So, wait. It was a comedian who... Moonlights as a security guard at the comedy store? Or it was like a person? I see. Okay, Mm mm-hmm. I feel that's a security guard who moonlights sometimes as a comic at the comedy store. It's like, hey, uh, you think I could get some stage time? Uh, you know, I've been here for two years, and I'd really like to get up there. They're like, fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you you got to work your way in. Um, that's right. But the, <laughs> apparently, this uh, comedian uh, heard banging on the pan- uh, piano in the belly room. Okay. I assume the belly room because there's gut busting laughs. Oh yeah, or maybe that's where they sell snacks. Oh. oh. <laughs> Either way, not a great name. Yeah. <laughs> but a- apparently the belly room has uh, this piano and there was banging on it. Mm-hmm. And uh no one was there rats. when he-, he went in. Rats. You <laughs> Do a lot of rats play pianos? They live in the piano. They can walk on it. You ever yeah. seen like old Tom this and Jerry cartoons? <laughs> all, all Tom and Jerry cartoons. Yeah, where Tom, uh, Jerry uh, runs on the piano keys and plays a song, and Tom tries to get him. Janet, I want you to know <laughs> that I believe in ghosts here. Um, 
but Damien does not, and his uh, he doesn't accept any of the proof I give him. But no now he's accepting Tom and Jerry cartoons <laughs> as proof for Red's playing piano. <laughs> I mean, this is this is more than I ever thought we would be talking about Tom and Jerry today. <laughs> Why not? I mean, they're they're a big part of our culture, part of who we are as a society. I think. <laughs> there you go. I I don't know if I want to take that on. I don't think it's that big of a part of my life, Tom and Jerry. But did you watch Tom and Jerry as a child? No, you didn't. No. Oh, you had a sheltered childhood. Huh, I guess Your parents must not have loved you. <laughs> sheltered like it was the like it was the most hardcore of cartoons. Maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they were they were a big deal for a long time. Yeah. Well, apparently, in the in the comedy store as well, uh, they uh, set up like candles and everything at a table. And uh, when they came back down, all of the candles were blown out and the doors were locked. So, <laughs> I can answer that. So it was just the the night watchman who's just like, well, you shouldn't leave candles unattended. And but I this is the up. security guard. Maybe it was their coworker, someone else who was just there. There's like, who left all, who left all these candles? It's a fire hazard. Yeah. You shouldn't leave. Yeah, candles I guess unattended. I'm not. I I haven't heard anything that feels uh, any more indisputable than any other ghost story that you hear, which. Listen, I would love for, I mean, I have friends who are 100% sure they've, they've experienced some sort of interaction with, with a ghost or or a poltergeist or some kind of spiritual energy that they couldn't explain any other way. I have not had that experience. Um, I would be delighted to, to say that I had. So I don't know, but like, do I see myself going to the comedy store? Do I, do I see myself as like, that's my next big chance? No. (laughs) Well, that probably will not be where I go to try to experience a ghost. <laughs> well, maybe, like, if you're on stage at the comedy store, it'd be pretty distracting That's to see true. a ghost. Instead of getting the light, you get the ghost. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm all for that. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You, you got uh, three minutes left now, and then you die? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The, the ghost at the comedy store has been uh, described as a playful spirit with a tin ear having a laugh. A tin ear. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. That's just what it says here. All right. Maybe, t- that's a th- maybe that's a, a reference back to the piano. Like if, like if the piano keys are being played and it's, and it's just a lot of noise. Oh yeah, maybe because I think that's when you say you say someone has a tin ear when they can't carry a tune or you know they're sort of perception of music is like off. <laughs> right. Okay, that makes sense. But do you think it's right yeah. to judge a ghost for not being able to play the piano? Yes. I don't. <laughs> I I I I do not think that's fair in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'm just saying they got eternity to practice. <laughs> well, yeah. we, well, we that's a good know. point. We don't know about ghosts, right? And there's a lot of mystery here. So yeah. maybe in uh, for the ghosts, they're hearing like a good sound going off. Or there's no ghost piano teachers. That could be a problem. You know what? Yeah. That, well, first of all, I guarantee you there's some ghost piano teachers. I, I don't oh. know if they'd have chosen <laughs> to do any teaching after they died. Um, <laughs> but if... Like as a rule, people who die turn into ghosts. But at that also, that's a whole separate conversation, right? Like, who knows yeah. what turns you into a ghost versus what if you move on to I don't know what else. The big piano in the sky. <laughs> the big piano in the sky, where we all run around yeah. on the keys, like Tom and Jerry. That's right. <laughs> or like Tom Hanks and Big. Oh yeah, like Tom Hanks and Big. Didn't even another, Tom. another Tom. <laughs> another Tom. Um, but Janet, I, I, I want to get out of the comedy store here, and I want to talk about you for a little bit um, here because uh, you're a huge actor. You you do it all. Um, you've been on so many major TV shows, uh, which I can imagine feels <laughs> incredible. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been very fun. <laughs> Um, but one of the things I want to talk to you about is uh, that you're the voice of Korra in The Legend of Korra. Yes. 
which I guess is that wasn't the question, but yes, I can <laughs> I can confirm that that is true. Okay, some of our listeners wouldn't have believed my statement unless you confirmed it. <laughs> Cody has been known to lie. <laughs> yeah. But no, that that's a that's really exciting. Uh, when when we heard that you were coming, that's 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 such a big thing. I've just recently watched uh, Avatar and The Legend of Korra, so this is this is very exciting for me. Oh, nice! Yeah, they they uh, they both are such fantastic series. I'm a f- I'm mm-hmm. absolutely a fan of of them both. In addition to having been lucky enough to do a voice. Uh, one of the cool things about it is that it was such a big deal for the LGBT community um this uh, uh this animated show and for you i want to know um how was it for you because you played a bisexual character and you yourself are bisexual so how important was that to you i i mean that was a that was such an unforeseen um bonus mm-hmm. it was it was it was such an honor and and you know i it certainly wasn't a conversation that came up you know within the first season that's not really how it's not like the guys had, you know, every moment, every plot planned out of all four seasons when we started the show. Um, yeah. And so as we went along and, you know, and then when I did find out, which I I can't remember exactly when it was, you know, I think it was probably like during the third season or something. Um, I was I was really excited. I was really thrilled because I do feel that, you know, things have changed so much in in media and entertainment in terms of how various relationships are depicted but um Mm -hmm. but for the most part there's still very oftentimes i was just talking with a really sweet girl at uh, a comic con about this at dragon con um there's still this sort of um temptation that i think uh movies and tv have has to like make a bisexual character like a psychopath or like a (laughs) like somebody who just has to have sex all the time or you know that there's this there's something i guess what i'm trying to say is i feel like there's this weird thing of like there's something distrustful about someone who could be attracted to both men and women and i think that's such a shame um because that's just not i that's such a small risk it's just not that's just not (laughs) how it works and um and, you know, I, 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 I've been excited to see things become a little more amorphous and, and nebulous in a really good way um, with younger people because, you know, younger people are sort of uh, embracing this idea of like, hey, I don't know, you know, if, I've, if, I ha- if I'm attracted to somebody, I'm attracted to them and, and it doesn't matter what gender they are and, you know, maybe that, maybe that will change as I grow and, but I'm leaving it open uh, that, that you know whatever love looks like for me is whatever it looks like and it and whatever shape it takes is whatever shape it takes um i mean i guess it's still human but uh (laughs) but you know so so for me i you know i i knew that things had changed for the better but Mm -hmm. i but i i am both saddened and um like i'm not i don't know what i'm saying is like it's hard for it's it's sad to me that i could talk to a 15 year old girl today and she could still feel like you know she's underrepresented or she's misrepresented or judged in some way for for identifying as bisexual um in terms of what's out there in the media because i thought that we would have gotten a little further than that but um but i but i also feel uh very confident that you know that's gonna fall away and and it will be uh, a little bit more normal quote-unquote normal or you know whatever um and not necessarily sensationalized the way it was in the past yeah I find it interesting uh, that a big push for this kind of normalcy is is coming from from animation too, though. Like something like happening in in Legend of Korra, but also shows like Adventure Time and Steven Universe are really trying to to put forward a, a more positive and uh, just open message about love being love, as opposed yes, to something. Yes, absolutely. Like, You're so right. Which you don't you don't see as much, and I think you get a lot more of that vilification in in uh, more adult oriented shows. Is that a do you think that's a safe assessment? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think that um, I, that, you know this would probably be someone's college thesis, uh, someone who's better at talking <laughs> no, no about it than than yeah. I am. But um, I yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's a coincidence that um, that perhaps things that are more niche. Um, Mm-hmm. or geared to uh, younger audiences or 
uh, are in some way on the fringes just in terms of like how creative they are or how magical they are or um, you know other things that set them apart from maybe your sort of typical American uh, entertainment fair um, are are usually the first places to kind of embrace things and 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 be a safe place um, for different kinds of people and 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 all the different ways that people are different from one another and that can be celebrated. So I think you're absolutely right. I think it's, it's not a coincidence that, that that's happening in animation because it is kind of a place where I think people feel more safe to explore stuff and to be embraced by, you know, people who feel the same way. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a great point. That's a great point. Amazing. Um, and yeah, I, I just find it, it's, it was so important and, uh, it was so amazing to see that kind of thing in, uh, animation and for boundaries to be pushed like that. And I think that it's like kind of paving the way for what I hope to see more of in the future. I agree. Me too, guys. On a, on a more fun note, um, did you, uh, get to personally work with, uh, the voice of the Yellow peanut M&M himself, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's how we all think of him. Oh, that's, um, that's all I think of him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I really have a lot of work I could show you. Uh, he does have a, a really? lot of other things he's done. But yeah, no, oh. I know that's probably oh, you mean he's done surprise. more? <laughs> well, I know he's done, uh, you know, yeah. Legend of Korra. Yeah, he was uh, Tenzin, so sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. You're right. Uh, yellow M&M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to say, as far uh-huh. as longevity goes, though, he's been doing those M&M commercials for a long time. Well, there you go. There's something to be said with, for that. There's does them with Billy West, another one of my favorites. <laughs> Billy West is amazing. You're so right. Yeah, I did. I did get to record with JK, and he's as wonderful as you would hope he would be. In fact, I would say he's kind of exactly what you would hope, which is that he there's a reason that he's so good at playing those kind of gruff characters that turn out to have mm-hmm. a heart of gold because I he to me that is kind of how he is he's you know he's doesn't suffer fools gladly he's definitely um can turn on that kind of gruff exterior uh but it's but it's so it's it's in it's just very playful and he's he's got such a wonderful heart and he loves his family so much um and and yeah i was i was a massive fan of jk simmons before getting to work with him on cora and i'm an even bigger fan now wow i'm just glad he's not like he was in whiplash that's (laughs) (laughs) oh me too oh that character that was yeah i know i know a bit about him yeah, but he's just uh, you Damien's do you just do you were you were hiding that <laughs> I saw a YouTube video about the movie and it seemed very scary I see, <laughs> I see. yeah yep uh Damien's just a huge M&M fan so I guess that question <laughs> meant I love him crispy M&M's peanut M&M's mini M&M's sure by sure. the way what's our your favorite M&M today? uh yeah what's your favorite way to uh what's your favorite uh type of of M&M's since there are so many now uh crispy M&M's Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love those. Yeah, ones. I would say peanut butter M and M's are maybe mine. Peanut butter yeah, those are pretty good. That yeah. is the correct answer. I don't know about that. I like Thank more of a you. crunch. I like more of a crunch. I'm I'm all on Janet's side. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but let's get into a spookier note here again. We want to know, uh, Janet, do you believe in ghosts? Well, we as I said before, guys, I want to believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like. Which is not okay. really that. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, Fox Mulder should not have had a poster that said, I want to believe. He should have had a poster that said, I believe. He, he should like, have. He, did he really should have. He did <laughs> believe. But I should have a poster that says, I want to believe. Because that's true of me. I can't say that I do believe, but I do want to believe. Um, have you ever had an experience that kind of resembled a paranormal experience in your past? That resembled? <laughs> well, because if you want to believe, you know, yeah. like, then you're going to... Uh. But if you said you believe, then I would say a paranormal experience. But you know what I mean? I mean, (laughs) honestly, not that I can think of. And I think, I mean, what we assume that I would remember, right? I mean, that wouldn't be a Mm -hmm. thing that I would necessarily forget unless, like, they wiped my brain. Uh, But that's kind of a bigger conversation about whether I think aliens exist and and whether they wipe people's brains. Uh, 
That's more plausible than but ghosts. But yeah, which also the answer is I don't believe that either. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I you know, again, I, I, I wish I had, I definitely have friends who have like their quintessential ghost story and, you know, they've told it a million times because it's, you know, there's some really compelling part about it and, and they absolutely believe what they're saying and um, I wasn't there, so I, I can't prove or disprove what their experience was, nor can I provide an alternate explanation for what it was, but I I don't really have that. I mean, the closest I can come is twofold, which is to say that in my apartment in San Francisco when I moved in, the gentleman who had lived there before me had apparently passed away, possibly in the apartment, um, or possibly not, um, but I, that was sort of my first experience, like entering a new space where, you know, it was sort of last attached to a person who had passed away. Um, so I was, I was sort of looking for a sense of like, oh, is there sort of a sense of another person here? Um, and I don't know that I ever really felt that, but I would sort of like early on, I would sort of talk to him just in case he was there <laughs> yeah. uh but i never felt i never to a felt, nice ghost relationship yeah yeah if i'm gonna have a roommate i want to just cautiously put you know my best foot forward um but i did not feel necessarily that there was you know a response i certainly will say i felt nothing malevolent you know mm-hmm. I, I i it was a wonderful apartment that i that i really really loved so if there was any energy there it was from leftover it was positive uh and then there's a place in here in los angeles not the comedy store uh <laughs> that is called the uh paramour um and it's a mansion that was built i built kind of between the 20s over the over a period of time in the 20s and 30s i think and um it is rumored to be haunted by the ghost of the uh the woman who kind of commissioned it to have it done and who had lived there the longest and lived there with a lover who uh purportedly cheated on her on a regular basis so there's this sitting room area where she her, people say her ghost uh, sits in the sitting room because that's where she used to sit and wait for her lover to come home. And she would look out at the different entrances to the property because there are several. Uh, and she had a good bird's eye view of them. And she would see, you know, is he smuggling someone in or what? how late is he? How, you know, is, is he coming mm-hmm. home drunk? All that kind of stuff. And then she actually died in a car accident. Um, she was coming back from a, like a party. Um, and, and I believe, I mean, I think if this is, this is what I was told by the caretaker um, that she died on Mulholland Drive, which is, you know, sort of a classic Hollywood tragic story. Um, yeah. She's yeah. not the only person to have to have got fl- flown off the road on Mulholland Drive on a late night, you know. So, yeah, I so I like that room. I love that story. I, I would kind of I was working on something there and I would sort of gravitate towards the sunroom and kind of hope that maybe I would feel or see something that would. Uh, make me feel like she was there her name is daisy um which is also kind of a great ghost name great great old hollywood ghost name um (laughs) and again i don't you know i i can't say that i i felt anything definitive i just don't trust that it wasn't my imagination (laughs) kind of wanting there to be a, a presence there you know there's a certain susceptibility to that of course yeah absolutely yeah, I mean, like, ha- at what point do you experience something simply because you, you sort of you, have decided yeah. you're going to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, my or- original perception of ghosts would be that they would stay in the place that they died. But now, like, you hear all of these ghost stories where people die elsewhere, like the the one guy that died on the Titanic and then went and haunted a hotel after. Yeah, they got trapped in a fish and <laughs> left in a room service uh, dinner. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, I have not heard that story, but that is, uh, that's pretty amazing. If, if yeah, if somebody can die one, pl- I mean, same with the Daisy thing, right? If If yeah. it's, if you're, if you've now stretched it to like, it doesn't, but you know what? It's also like, well, who cares? Because no, the, they're all weird. Like it's all goofy rules anyway. It's yeah, like what? There are why? There are no rules. Why? Why would we? Yeah. Why would we be sure that it would be tied to the place they died rather than the place they spent the most time versus mm-hmm. like a place they always wanted to go but never did? Like you can sort of <laughs> explain any version of of a ghost if you try hard enough. My my big thing too is uh, people say like, oh, this place should have that person's energy. 
really anywhere you go, somebody has died, no matter where you are, right. especially if you're in a busy city, millions of people yeah. have died there. And if you're not just seeing ghosts left, right, and center, I, th I think that's a pretty good reason to say that ghosts probably don't exist. Because <laughs> every I day mean, that's you a should- very good point. Every day you should be experiencing some sort of energy. Like where we are right now in downtown Toronto, I'm sure someone has died in every building that was around here. And every <laughs> you think someone died in this building that we Prob live? In? Probably, it's very possible that someone could have died, if not in this building, in a place where a uh, building before this building stood. Well, they didn't tell us about it. They don't have to. <laughs> I would expect it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, and that's the only reason you would experience a supernatural thing is because someone told you there was a ghost there. Uh, no, because I, right. uh, uh, we talked about this a, recently. A tap came on. A tap came on here. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a water <laughs> started running on its own. Exactly. That's well, a fun I, one. Yeah, I heard a big bang in, uh, in the bathroom here. Uh, the vent was flown across and the tap was on. Oh, no, that vent falls out all the time. Yeah, but the tap was on. We don't on. put that. So it probably knocked the tap on. It wouldn't. It, you think it bounced. Uh, the tap, you have to pull up. Yeah, oh, that totally could have happened. You didn't tell me that's what happened. Okay. The <laughs> vent fell, it bounced, it knocked the tap on, and it fell but off. the vent was in the bathtub. Yeah, it bounced. Bounced off the sink into the bathtub? It, yes. There's a good distance between these things. It's the not sink that far. It would have hit, it could have hit the <laughs> sink, hit, bounced off the tub into the toilet, or off the toilet seat into the tub. Super easy. This could have happened so easily. Um, we're going to need to see some, uh, diagrams, some photos here. I'll do it. I'll recreate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Mythbusters the shit out of this. We'll Myth put them on our Instagram. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> that can be, <laughs> that's going to be our new thing. We'll have a YouTube series of you <laughs> busting all of my ghost stories. <laughs> that's I get behind amazing. That. Please do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to contact some uh, some scientists in the city, see if I can get them on my side to help me out. They won't. Yeah. They, no. they might. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You're going to put what? Hi, I'm Damien, local uh, dweeb comedian. Mm -hmm. Looking to uh, bust <laughs> another local dweeb comedian's terrible stories about the paranormal. <laughs> I think. I think they'll ignore us. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, not if I keep harassing them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, then they might stop ignoring you, but I can't guarantee that what they will do will be the action you're hoping for. <laughs> uh, that's fair. <laughs> oh, maybe they'll work on my side. But we might get the notoriety. Two dweeb comedians were arrested yesterday after stalking five local scientists hey, of unknown of unknown specialty within the scientific community. <laughs> they were yeah. just quote unquote scientists. <laughs> just a couple of chemists. They're like, we don't know what you want from us. Yeah. Why? Why us? Um, but on that note, we got a story to tell. Oh, good golly. Yeah, yes, we indeed. can all. Uh, we can all draw positions here. Oh, we, we only have one in our position box. Well, but Janet, trust when I say that I just drew you a position. The swing. Oh, wonderful. Uh, which I drew the swing position, uh, which means you have no responsibility within <laughs> the story. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Oh, wonderful. As many characters as you'd like. Great. All right. And uh, I, uh, I drew the uh, narrator. Oh, so I'm oh, going to be uh, leading this thing. Uh, Damien, you can be the swing. Okay. Um, our, our, we thought we were prepared, but our positions are all around the table here. Hey, don't blame me. So I just grabbed one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cody. So for the narrator, we're going to go to canigetit.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Um, I think that we need a, uh, since we're in different locations right now, I think we need a location. Okay. I yeah. had to come up with a reason for one of the three. An arbitrary reason to pick one. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all of our listeners are cheering with joy over... Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, man cave. Man cave. <laughs> all right. That's, uh, a, that's an interesting... That's our location? That's, that's our location. <laughs> uh, the spooky okay. man cave. Have you ever been in a man cave? I have. In fact, I, I hate to tell you this, but I have uh, I've spent time in Adam Savage's man cave. Really? Um, which is basically just a museum of amazing props from television and film. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. 
If you were going to be in a man cave, that's one to be in. That's a cool name. Yeah, it puts all man caves to shame. (laughs) It's it's better than my dad's. It's just a bunch of Toronto Maple Leaf stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah, you know what they used to call man caves? Sheds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the garage. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, we'll see what our man cave is right now. That's right. We take you to a shed. (laughs) In the the backyard of a suburban neighborhood. Oh, it was raining out and the thunder was striking all around. But the light was on in the man cave. (laughs) And who was inside? Oh, Chad. Oh, yeah. So glad I... Finally made sure I insulated this bad boy properly from the elements. I, I wouldn't want it to ruin my uh, Toronto Maple Leafs memorabilia, my sick band posters, and my large foam fingers that I have on the wall from all my memories of sporting events. Oh, yeah. Knock, knock, I- knock. Uh, Chad, Chad, hi, it's Florence uh, from next door. Um, yeah. Listen, I can't stay, uh, but I heard you talking to yourself in here as you often do and Uh i wanted to warn you because apparently thunder is striking all over the neighborhood now i thought lightning is what struck so this is a peculiar storm chad i want you to be very careful i don't want you to get struck by thunder okay take care oh Oh, thank you so much you're welcome she got swept away by a cyclone i fell down i fell down a hole and then i climbed back out again i'm so sorry oh uh i'm gonna go inside now okay well have a good day Oh, boy, that was weird. I don't want to get struck by thunder. I didn't even know that was possible. Oh, well, God. Listen, a a man cave is a man's refuge from the outside world, so it's got to protect me from thunder. I mean, it's just got to. Hey, over here. Who said that? Just underneath the TV. Under my my 27-inch plasma screen TV? Yeah, really, you shouldn't uh, say how big it is because when it's only 27-inch... It's like it sounded like you were bragging about it, but listen, you gotta you gotta pick a TV that fits the space. And if I got anything bigger, it would just seem weird. Also, my my wife said that we gotta keep the big TV in the house. I'm I'm just saying that if you would have said like sixty inch TV, then it would have give perspective and made the whole space seem bigger. No, it wouldn't. It would make everything seem small, and then you'd be sitting a foot away from the TV, and you couldn't see nothing. No, because it's still a 27-inch TV, right? Yeah, but you don't want me to lie. Well, I'm just saying. If you can see it. You want me to lie to you and say that's a 60-inch TV? Hey, I'm just a little mouse underneath it. So 27 inches should be huge. Wait, you're a talking mouse. That's right. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Have you been playing my piano? Oh, (laughs) Yeah. Just a little bit, though. Just oh. the classics. I, I gotta say, they Dad? really. Dad. Yeah. Dad, are you in the shed? Dad, I'm did in... you steal my tiny keyboard again? Uh. I'm trying to practice piano, but I can't find my. Dad, I see it. It's right there in the corner. Uh, no, it's not. Why did you bring the piano in here? <laughs> well, I had to drag it all the way in. I can't just play in the house. What? Why not? I'm just hiding inside. Okay, uh, should, should, I get, should I tell her that it's not here? or Stop drawing attention to me. Uh, Dad, who uh, are you talking to? Uh, myself, as men do in their man caves, because uh, uh, my friends aren't here yet. Mm, I don't like this game. Oh. Yeah, it is seeming a little toxic. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, your, your your piano's in here. I, I don't know how it got here, I swear. Come on in, come on in. Well, Dad, the only reason it's in here is because you said you have to have a piano that fits the space. I, and my tiny right. keyboard is the only piano that will, but I have a lesson later and I haven't practiced at all, so I'm going to have to take this back inside and go practice. And Oh, hi, tiny mouse. Oh, oh. You could see me. Well, you're not invisible. You're <laughs> you're a mouse. <laughs> but I was trying to look like a knickknack. Uh, 
No, don't worry. You do still look like a knickknack, but this actually makes me feel better because I thought maybe my dad had gotten into his cups, but now I realize there was just a faint voice that I couldn't hear um, until I stepped further inside the man cave because being as it's so thundery and stuff outside. Yeah, that's true. Um, You're not worried about a talking mouse, though? I mean, I'm a kid. Yeah, that's fair. I'm open to whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure, of course. Well, Concepts that would scare a grown man like myself. We get it, you're a man. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's you've made that abundantly clear. Hi, I'm Natalie. What's your name, Mouse? <laughs> I'm Henry. Hi, Henry. Hey, if you want to learn piano, I may have a couple tricks up my sleeve. Just kidding, I'm not even wearing a shirt. I'm a mouse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mickey Mouse only has pants. Uh, that is that is true. And Donald Duck only has a shirt. I noticed <laughs> you don't have white gloves on, though. What's going on with that? I thought all um, living, talking, uh, anthropomorphized animals had to wear little white gloves for some reason. That's true. That's a good question, and I have a long story about that. It's just, you see, I'm not a cartoon. And that's more of a cartoon thing. That's, that is fair. Listen, Mouse Henry. Was hey. that the long story? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it was a long story for a small thing. <laughs> that so, makes sense. So, yeah. Henry, you said you can give Natalie piano lessons? Well, yeah, I know a few. Like I said, I play the classics. I mean, you haven't paying rent, so I guess it's only Wait, fair. I need to pay rent? <laughs> well, you're living in my house, in my cave. Do you think that all mice that live in houses need to pay rent? All mice that speak and uh, take advantage of the amenities that we have here. Did Stuart Little pay rent? Well, he was adopted by them, so he was their son. Oh. <laughs> you're not There's also son. a lesser-known character named Runaway Ralph, who is also a... a a, a, a mouse who rode a motorcycle. He's, I guess Whoa. he was more the James Dean uh, to Stuart Little's nerd. Whoa. A mouse on a motorcycle? Yeah. yeah. Well, did uh, that mouse need to pay rent? No, he had a cool motorcycle. Oh, so if I go and buy a motorcycle, I don't need to pay rent. Nah, you probably wouldn't be cool. Uh, well, we'll see. I know what I gotta do. <laughs> you would look like that guy having a midlife crisis. Who still wears his khaki pants on the motorcycle. Yeah, and I don't even know what midlife is for a mouse. I'm not sure how long you're supposed to live. No offense. Yeah, well, what it's is about it? now. Two. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wait. So, wait, what? Sorry. How long are you supposed to live? Um, I'm probably about halfway through. I see... <laughs> It's uh, it's just that maybe I got like I don't know, two a year, six months. That's not a lot of time to teach Natalie all you know about mm-hmm. piano. Well, for a mouse, wait is a minute, long Dad. Time. Something has happened to where you think that for some reason I need lessons before I take my formal lesson. I don't want to just go from learning how to play piano from a mouse oh. to learning how to play piano from a person. Well, I thought maybe so it'd be I, like, I don't be like that movie Ratatouille but with piano instead of cooking. <laughs> oh, like if you wear a big hat, I can hide underneath it, and then I can uh, step on your head, and then that'll tell you which keys to press. Would you like that? Would you like a mouse in your hair under a big hat? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I mean, if it's necessary. I'm not sure what my version of a hat would be if I'm playing piano, like a weird mm. pioneer's bonnet. Oh, I mean, it's up to interpretation. Elton John plays the piano. He wears a lot of variety of that's hats. That's true. You could wear a cowboy hat. Oh, or, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> or a very tall toque. It really just depends on your piano style. You're the artist. Or because it's raining, one of those umbrella hats. <laughs> um. Yeah, I do like those umbrella hats. That's probably the coolest choice. So I guess I would pick one of those. Um, well, guys, I, I, listen, I don't want to. I, I mean, I hate to like you know, chat mm-hmm. and run, but um, yeah. I should probably go get ready for that lesson. I all this oh. time that I could have been practicing on my tiny keyboard, I've been talking to you guys. Again, no offense. That's uh, no, it's okay. Are you sure you don't want to stay around for a while? Have some taco dip, maybe, maybe watch the game with 
with me or something. I mean, it's um, cool if you don't. I, I understand that you got a life and you got things you need to do. But, you know, I just. Well, let me put it this way. I don't the want shed. to. Yo. No, no, I, I get yeah. it. I understand. You got your own life and things that I'm just here here in the shed. Chad rambled on and there she <sighs> left. All, all, all by myself, you know, just, just looking, looking at my posters. I, I haven't even got my speaker system set up yet, so I can't even, you know, listen to my tunes or nothing. Hey, it's okay. What? Oh. Yeah, I'm still here. I didn't go to. Oh, I thought you were going with her. You want me to? No, 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 no. It no. just seemed like you were lonely. I had to make a choice. Who needs me more right now? Well, I don't. I, I don't. I don't need any anyone. Oh no. yeah, you don't need anyone. Why? Um, say it. You're gonna say it. Uh, because that's what TV told me. Oh <laughs> yeah, blame it on TV. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> Probably part of it, I guess. It's a big part of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I can just go then. Okay. <laughs> no, don't go. Please don't go. No, but I got my... Uh, hey, quit pooping on the floor. <laughs> There's nowhere else for me to go. Uh, I'll make you a little toilet. Hey, I would. I dare you to point out a shed that doesn't have a bunch of my poop in it. <laughs> that doesn't have your poop in it? Yeah, I get every around. Sh- every shed. That's why I don't. I shouldn't pay rent because I get around. I do a different shed every time. What about that shed in Alaska? Shed in Alaska? Which one in Alaska? You know, the one up near the top. What? Uh, did you poop in it? I don't know. I don't get that far. It took yeah. me a long time. I'd probably Tell me to point one out. Henry? Henry? Henry, who are you talking to out there? Oh. Who is that? Oh, it's Margaret. Henry? Margaret. Yes? Henry, what are you doing? What are you doing in this deserted shed? Just talking to yourself. Come on. We got like uh, some corn niblets that somebody left outside. I was going to cook them up real nice in our mouse hole. Oh, that sounds pretty good. But it's not deserted out here. There's a there's a guy in here. Uh, hey, Henry. Uh, Margaret was saying that you guys got some uh, corn niblets that you're cooking up. Do I... you mind if I come over for dinner tonight? Uh, <laughs> Thomas, I, I mean, come on. What? You can't, I, I, we talked about this. You can't just be inviting yourself everywhere. Oh, well, you know how it is there, Henry. Uh, I just do what I hear, and I hear the delicious meal coming up. Thomas, wait, are you, why are you standing outside like this? Well, uh... You're in the rain. You're just yelling through the window? Uh, you know... All of a sudden, Thomas gets struck by thunder. <laughs> I told you, you'd struck by thunder. Oh, no, my tail's I don't off. even know how to describe what I just saw. It's a whole different thing. There's been prophecies about this. Wow, that's a crispy mouse. It, that's a on. shame. I, For some reason, I thought he was a cat. Uh, I guess he was just a large mouse. Um <laughs> Henry, I'm getting worried about you. You, you, I heard you talking. It sounded like you were talking, and then you would wait, and it was as if you thought someone was responding, and then you would talk again. And and I just, I don't know why you do this. This is clearly a totally empty shed. So what is it that you think you're seeing? Well, I I just, sometimes I see some people in here, you know? Call it, um... Mouse intuition. So you're telling me you see human ghosts in the shed? Well, if that's what you want to call them, I just see there's a guy here. Wait, ghosts? Yeah, Chad, you know? I'm a. Oh, Margaret, get in here! Get in here! You gotta see. Can you see him? What? No, I don't know what you're talking about. This place is empty. There's cobwebs. I mean, it's a real cliche. He can hear you, and it's really, like, freaking him out that you're saying he's a ghost. What's his name? Who's this ghost you keep saying you're talking to? Chad. (laughs) What's his name? Henry. No, my name is Chad. You just said Todd. I said Chad. It sounded like you said Todd. Todd was... I don't know, Todd. I'm Chad. (laughs) Now you're arguing with him about what his name sounds like? Is that what's happening? Well, he just told me a different name. I told you no such thing. I said Chad. 
I just, he's just he, listen. If all, is you he still talking me, to you? And he, Natalie can see me, but your friend can't see me. Am I really dead? I don't even know what he's on about anymore. Do I even have a man cave? He's, he talks about stuff. Can you at least see oh, the keyboard man. in here? The only people who are ghosts are losers. No. I see it's some <laughs> giant uh, Tinker Toys like that you could make a forts with, but they're those date back to the 70s, and that's clear. There's Nobody's used them in forever. I see a lot of spider webs on them, a spider or two. Well, spiders are scary, too. <laughs> but just, yeah, the but they don't talk. Hey! <laughs> Who says that we don't talk? Ah! I heard that. Out. <laughs> you, you, hear it. you hear the talking spider, but you don't hear the ghost. I'm out of this joint. <laughs> he backs up two uh, suitcases and leaves. Wow. I guess he thought that I was being prejudiced against him because I was scared. But uh, it's the first spider I've heard make a sound. So what was I supposed to do? No, I I think you were in the uh, you weren't in the wrong. I don't know if you're in the right, but you weren't in the wrong. <laughs> okay, Henry, let me ask you something. Could you ask now? What is his name? Todd or Chad? Chad. Chad. He's saying. Okay. Could you ask uh, Chad for me what year he thinks it is? What year do you think it is, Chad? Nineteen ninety-two. Nineteen ninety-two. Hey. I know. Okay, this well, the, I already have an objection to that. The, oh, wow, that's really... Sp- I mean, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> what? You can't hear me. Nothing. You're just pretending not to hear me? Oh, oh no, I typical- cannot hear you. No, what? No, I can't. Classic. Um, Everyone can't hear Chad. It's just like, go away, Chad. We don't hear you. We don't want to talk to you about your man cave or... Coming over for a taco dip and watching the game with you. No one wants to do that with Chad. They're too busy. They got lives and families and friends. And Chad, please don't cry. I owe you an apology. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just Henry spends so much time over here now because he got that huge TV mm-hmm. and that cute, uh, that cute yet giant keyboard. And yeah. and I feel like I can't compete. I, I thought if I could make him think he was going completely crazy he would spend more time with me. And I realize that's the worst form of gaslighting, but I'm very <laughs> lonely. Listen, I understand. I've been gaslighting people all the time, trying to get them to hang out with me. So I forgive you. And what do you I'm... tell people? What? What do you tell people? How do you gaslight people? Oh, by saying that I'm sad and lonely and that nobody ever wants to hang out with me. And that, uh, you know, that I'll, just I'll sounds prom- like the truth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds yeah, like no, I've been played by both of you. Mm. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd make yeah. you feel guilty, and I guess you're right. Listen, I, you know, I guess I could change and try to be better, but I guess I'm already dead. So what does it matter? Wait, no, you misunderstood. Remember, I said I could hear you. This was all a ruse. I, f- I feel that you have succumbed now to the gaslighting to the point where you think you actually are a ghost. And I do feel mildly guilty about that. You mean I'm not a ghost? <laughs> you, you, you just made two people mad. We, we don't know what's going on I was trying to anymore. get my husband to pay more attention to me. Is there a more noble reason in the world to gaslight someone? <laughs> well, Henry... She's right. But I I will I just I want you to be a part of all this too. Listen, we can't be friends anymore. What? I gotta let you go. But we just met today. I've just been enjoying your stuff without talking to you. You know what they say. If I you know, love but some... again, we have such a short lifespan, Chad. We have such a short lifespan. A this day is fo- like an eternity for a mouse. <laughs> this last forty five minutes has been like we've been together for ten years. For me, That's but right. has it felt like that for you? Yes. That's insulting. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. But okay, okay, Margaret. I I want to spend more time with you, but first I got to help Chad and not be lonely anymore. I got to help uh with a piano lesson and then No, you're okay. They don't need you for the piano. She's, what? She's really good. She said she doesn't need you for that. It's okay. But yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. But we had the whole hat plan. Well, I don't think she was too keen on it, really. But uh, but I'm I can see you it. Take this a little personally. 
well, I just, I care about you. I do, and I want to spend time with you, and I'd love for you to be a part of it. It sounds like you're just trying to make excuses not to spend time with her. Is there something that you guys want to talk about? Well, we've been airing it out right now. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Nothing more than what's coming up. I'm just saying, it seems like you don't want to spend time with her. No. It no. seems like you're making excuses not to spend time with her. Well, yeah. I'm a yeah, dirty I agree. little rat. <laughs> what? I'm a dirty little rat. Wait, you're a rat, not a mouse? No, I'm a I'm a mouse, but like Oh, no. You that, know, I've been acting like a dirty little rat. <laughs> Took off your little mouse costume and I see you're just a I big just old wish rat. there were a different like m- metaphor or simile. If you're going to say you're you're behaving poorly, it's it's a little dangerous to say that you're behaving poorly like a very similar rodent to what we are. <laughs> yeah, well, I <laughs> You know, sir, I take great umbrage at you calling me a dirty rat, uh, besmirching the name of my species. <laughs> the the rat takes a white glove and slaps Henry across the face with it. Packs two suitcases and leaves. <laughs> I, sir, am leaving. There's a lot of creatures in this place. There's a lot of turnover in this neighborhood. Some people just come in and flip places. I think Sir Sebastian, who just left, you know, he acted like he was offended, and that's why he was leaving. But I'm pretty sure he just flipped that uh, his little hole. Listen, I'm not getting a dime of any of this. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you haven't done any of the work on the interiors. You can't even fit your hand in there. That's true. But maybe if I did, I could be a, a cool landlord who people want to hang out with. Please name one cool landlord in any form of entertainment. Um, <laughs> Don Knotts. Yeah, that's what I was afraid you were going to say. <laughs> uh, uh, I've only seen one episode. <laughs> the lady who All took right, in Chad, Pippi Longstocking? She was a landlord? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think it was a boarding house, wasn't it? Probably. <laughs> uh, look, I know she had a horse and like a tree where she hid stuff. Look, okay, oh. Chad, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Yeah. My guess is if you made a few minor changes in yourself, mm-hmm. both physical mm-hmm. and on the inside, you <laughs> would be physical. able to connect with the... Well, I think the comb over isn't really working for you. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> what about if I wore this cool fedora? Oh, I mean, it's 1992. It. I don't know. Oh, actually, you know what you should. You should wear that fedora. You should go oh. to a Squirrel Nut Zippers concert. I'll be there. <laughs> what? I enjoy that immediate commitment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm open for anything right now. Mar- Margaret, what if we did something like this? He wants to be a landlord so bad. What if he fixed this place up a bit and we live there together? Then we could spend the time together and we could we could uh, solve these kind of mysteries together, you know? Um, <laughs> marriage? Wait, okay. First of all, I'm not opposed. Okay, good Because start. I do good like start. to have, I like to have someone who's sort of an authority figure I can call the man. So I can blame a lot of stuff on him. So I'm open to this. My second question is, what mysteries have, would do need to be solved? Well, you know, like the mystery of... Uh, oh, the mystery of the missing train. What? I don't know. I was trying to help. <laughs> Where'd you get oh, wait, that book? What about the mystery... The mystery of why thunder is striking all over town. If That's we could get ju- together some of the some of the town's best scientists of any kind, I bet we'd be able to solve that mystery. That's true because Thomas lit right up from it. That's tr- is he dead? Tom- oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you you were the one that said he's a crispy mouse. I said he was crispy, I and then he, he just fell dead. over off the window. He could have still been alive. It right? was horrific. He could have been. Uh, crispy alive. So we gather up all the scientists, uh-huh. all of them. Well, y- you're just, just you know three or four. Listen, I can only fit uh, four people in my car. Helpful to carpool, I guess. I'm sure some of the scientists <laughs> could make their own way. Oh, okay. I sorry, I didn't <laughs> think about that. 
<laughs> but if you if you, I mean, that's an extra service we can offer carpool service. So that's fine. That's true. Listen, I wish we uh, could contribute more in that department, but unfortunately, we we can't. Yeah, we we could take that little tinker truck up there and. All right, should we get to the science hole? I was just going to talk about a whole uh, cute little thing where the two of us drive around that little fire truck you got up there. I feel like you don't really want to solve this problem. You well, just want to talk about how you would solve this problem and waste time. <laughs> I mean, you're a mouse. Uh, so welcome to my marriage. Welcome to my marriage, Chad. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all talk, but that's what makes me adorable. Listen, I got to tell you guys something. Yeah. I think the reason people don't like me is because I'm a divorce attorney. What? <laughs> oh. And I think I, I think I can help you guys out. Okay. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't think it's working out, and you know sometimes you gotta know when to when to let it go. I was kind of iffy on you, and I didn't know if you were a divorce attorney, so I feel like it could be a little more. No, it's because I'm a divorce attorney. I know. All right, you're taking after me with those. So excuses, if you guys wanna, if you guys wanna call it quitsies and you know start fresh lives all new. Uh, Wait, no, no, we could we can figure this out. I'll solve the mystery. We'll get scientists. We'll get scientists. Well, I don't think you're asking what Margaret wants. Uh, Margaret, you don't want a divorce, do you? Well, I didn't think I did until I found out that I was being offered free services. You know, attorneys are usually very expensive. Yeah, and it's very accessible. It's all right here, I guess. You don't even have to leave your house. So where would where would you now? Obviously, I would keep the I would keep the hole. So where would uh-huh. where would Henry have to live? Henry, I know a guy who's got a great shed, about three doors down. Oh, oh that shed is fully haunted, fully haunted. Are you see, are you just trying to get me to stay? Listen, the best thing about a haunted shed is that you're never lonely. That's true. I felt pretty comfortable when I thought you were a ghost. There you go. What do you say? This has been. What a journey. You know, I came in here thinking I was going to finally get my husband to come and eat some corn niblets with me. And instead, I'm walking away a free woman. It's really exciting. We didn't, we didn't even fight that much. <laughs> I wonder if there's still time for me to catch up with Sir Sebastian. Sebastian? You know, the rat? Yeah, I know. The one that you insulted? Yeah, I know. The well-to-do rat? Yeah, well... It- I, I don't, just something something about those white gloves. I don't know. It really does it for me. Classy. I, it's just there's a cartoon thing, and I didn't want to be wearing them because I feel like it's a mouse stereotype, and I just didn't want to be wearing them around. Well, you was a rat. Yeah, I know, but it's also, like, that's why I don't wear white gloves. Because you're not a rat? No, but it, Mickey Mouse isn't a rat. Oh. Well, Mickey Mouse is the most famous mouse of all. Exactly. That's why I don't want to wear. We're going in circles here. Oh, man, you got low aspirations, kid. But if this is what you want, if you want a divorce, you want to live here. I guess that's like, I don't know. I could find my way. I'll live in the haunted shed. I think Just... that would be best. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, let's do this. By the power vested in me, by the court of laws, and all that. Yada yada yada. I, I do. When do I say I do? I do. Yeah. I win. I do. And do you do? I guess. You're now divorced. Oh. Welcome to single life, brother. No. <laughs> this is fist bump. Oh no! He just did this to trick us into me having to bro down with him. It's okay, but I'll get you through this tough time. No, no. Oh, it looks like you two are gonna have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, Margaret. Have a good day. <laughs> oh no. Thank you. Hey, do you want a Bud Light? Oh, spooked. That was a scary story. Whoa, that was one of the scariest stories I've ever heard. Oh, man, getting tricked into divorce so you can hang out with some guy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's happened to me. Well, the important important thing is that it made sense. Yeah, everything everything (laughs) was logical and everything made sense. Do you think if someone came up to you with that script and said, listen, we want you to voice this character, would you be like, sold? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah? Yeah, I would. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. that I, w- I would love that I would think that it was a story about a guy living in his man cave and that it would turn into like, mm-hmm. like a, like a Margaret Atwood book about marriage dying between two mice. <laughs> <laughs> A tale as old as time. Yeah. Tale is that, as old as time. Is that what that song's about? No, oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> but on that note, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's do some plugs. Great. Yeah. yeah. Does, that, uh, does that mean I'm supposed to, pro- to do some plugs? <laughs> what are we yeah. supposed to do? Yeah. So that's okay. Uh, do you have anything you would like to promote? Uh, places where people can follow you, social media, things like that? Sure. I would say you can follow me on Twitter at Janet Varney. On Instagram, I'm the JV Club at the JV Club. Uh, I would encourage you to check out uh, my two podcasts. One of them is called Voyage to the Stars. It's an improvised space comedy with Felicia Day, Colton Dunn, and Steve Berg. I play a sarcastic alien AI on a fantastic ship. Um, and, uh, and then the other show I have is called the JV club where I interview people far more famous and, uh, interesting than I (laughs) about their awkward teenage years. And you can get either of those wherever you get your podcasts. Amazing. And we'll be tweeting that out at spooked podcast as well as we'll have links for those in the description of this episode and go to the sonarnetwork.com. You'll see a full profile on Janet with direct links to her social medias. Spooked. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!